TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in our next guest today from Locked on Bucks, Frank Madden. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. I do have to... I checked out your Twitter and I saw that apparently on your last... Locked on Bucks before your pre-draft show, there was apparently a milk discussion. I, I do want to hear about that. <laughs> you know, I, you know, Kane Pittman, who I do the pod with, Kane, Kane's Australian, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up in Wisconsin drinking milk with with my with my meals, and I made a comment that I'd like to drink milk with pizza, which I realize now is kind of strange. <laughs> and uh, and Kane just Kane just really went at me and. And then he brought Eric Name, our friend and athletic beat writer for the Bucks. Uh, apparently, Kane saw Eric drinking a big glass of milk once at his parents' house. So basically, just attacking you know us good Wisconsin boys who who drink milk. So so that that's the background. I'm just trying to you know, stand up for those of us who uh, who maybe still drink milk. <laughs> uh, my mom is a huge milk drinker, and she's not from Wisconsin, so it's not just a Wisconsin thing. So I think Kane's just attacking us Americans and. I guess we'll get he over is. it. Just, she lived exactly. over in Australia for a little bit, so I'm sure she brought it over there a little bit as well. So I think it goes <laughs> both ways. Well, Frank, I do want to talk about this NBA draft and the Bucks take Marjan Bochamp last night out of the G League. Are you a big fan of that pick? Where do you stand on that pick? Yeah, you know, I think before the draft, somebody asked me, like, what you know, what guys would I was that what I was I most interested in, or was I hoping would would fall the Bucks? And I kind of broke it up into. Um, you know, guys that I thought weren't going to be there anyway, which um, I thought Jalen Williams, J-A-Y-L-E-N, uh, since the, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder now have two guys named Jalen Williams. Um, I thought Jalen Williams was going to be gone. I wasn't sure he was going to be gone at 12, um, but I just thought he was just a really solid all-around prospect. And um, again, it came, came increasingly likely he was not going to be available. So I thought, you know, kind of a Jalen Williams and Tari Eason, who also went um, well before the Bucks pick, um, just liked his his potential. Those were kind of my like, man, maybe there's some random scenario those guys flip, um, but wasn't really expecting it. And you know, I thought honestly, the, the two guys I highlighted as, as guys that I thought would likely be there that you know I liked well enough and thought, especially when you overlay kind of the fit and where the Bucks are. Um, I had Dalen Terry who went uh, to the Bulls a few picks earlier, uh, and Marjan Beauchamp actually. Um, so you know. I wouldn't say uh, it's a home run or I'm, you know, in love with the pick. I think, you know, I always caution people to just be a little realistic <laughs> around draft time. Um, you know, most of these guys, first off, even even the ones that really turn into players, it's hard for rookies to, to make an immediate impact. So you really have to, I think, temper expectations, especially on a, a team that 
has, you know, the veteran talent and, and the ambitions that the Bucks do. But, um, but, you know, I think you just think about where the NBA is going, where the NBA is right now. Um, you know, just his profile, six, seven, you know, 205 pounds, seven, one wingspan. Um, he just profiles as a guy physically and, and given his kind of defensive mentality and, and the work that, that we've seen him put in. Um, just profiles as a guy that at a minimum you expect to be able to stay on the floor defensively and hopefully become a very good defender. And then, um, you know, personally, you know, a lot of people, obviously, especially with Giannis, are always going to say you need shooting. I- I'm okay rolling the dice a little bit in the draft just because shooting often is one of those skills that, you know, again, certainly some guys um, develop that in college and, and, and they come with a more projectable three-point game uh, already to the pros. But, you know, for the most part, if you want a guy at 24 who's a really, you know, that's a lot of defensive upside and can shoot the three ball really well, I mean, again, you're, you're talking about kind of a, uh, 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 something that you're probably not going to find at that spot. So you're going to have to compromise somewhere. And I'd rather take the guy who's got kind of the physical tools. I think, you know, a lot, hopefully people have a chance to read a bit about his backstory. I mean, he's a guy you can't help but root for. I think he's the guy that, you know, whatever his upside is, I think he'll, he'll get to it just given um, kind of the work ethic and, and the kind of intensity that he plays with. Um, so again, is he ever going to be more than like a, a, you know, high level role player? Maybe not, but, um, but I think he can be a really valuable player. And in particular, a guy that, um, that can play in, in May and June, which obviously, you know, that's, that's where the bucks are, like as far as their focus. And, you know, again, guys, big men, small guards, you know, those guys may help you at times during the regular season. But, uh, what we've seen so often is just having, having wing depth and, and having guys that can really play both ways is really important. And certainly Beauchamp, I think profiles is a guy who, who certainly could do that, you know, maybe not, maybe not next year as far as contributing, but certainly down the road. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I'm interested in talking with Frank Madden locked on bucks, follow him on Twitter at F Madden NBA is how much can he help out right away? Cause I think that's one thing we talked about this week leading up to the draft is can the Bucks find someone at 24? You know, they're not going to find the most talented guy. Anybody that you get late in the first round is going to have their flaws, obviously. And they bring in Bochamp, and he struggles on the offensive end. But with his athleticism and defensive ability, maybe he's going to be able to give you something right away. How much do you expect him to make an impact in his rookie season? I would say, you know, I don't expect him to play consistent minutes as a rookie, you know, especially we got, we've seen a Pat Connaughton coming back. Um, I, I think Wes Matthews is coming back that, you know, it seems like both sides want to make that happen. We'll see kind of what the, you know, if he can come back on a minimum or if the Bucks have to pay a bit more than that. Um, but I, I would like to see Wes back. And, and again, you just sort of look at um, that rotation, you know, Grayson Allen, I see a lot of people, disappointed with Grayson Allen's second round. Um, but I, I think it's more likely than not he comes back. I think certainly not out of the question that, that they might look to move him, but I don't think the Bucks are necessarily going to react as, as strongly to that second round performance against Boston as, as maybe a lot of the fan base has. Um, so, you know, again, you immediately have, you know, a number of guys sort of in that, that two, three rotation. And we haven't even talked about Chris Middleton, who obviously we hope is going to be back uh, healthy for the regular season seems all indications yes, and Drew Holiday, who also can obviously play either back or position. So, um, so it's crowded when the team's healthy. But as we know, you know things happen during the season, and so I think as with most rookies, you know, so much of it just comes down to okay, you know, when do you get your chance to to get some minutes, and then what do you do with those minutes? And um, you know, I think one advantage he has, I mean, 
certainly from a prospect perspective, he's 21 going on 22 later this year. That's obviously not ideal. You'd rather have guys who are younger, maybe have a little more untapped potential, but he's also got a weird backstory. Obviously didn't play high level basketball, you know, from a college or pro perspective until this past year with the G league ignite, but you know, he played G league, right? He's used to, I think a little bit more of the NBA game. He's played with the NBA three point line, even if he didn't necessarily shoot all that well with it. So, um, so hopefully that gives him a little bit more preparedness coming in, having that experience, you know, we'll see. Um, so again, I think it's really just going to come down to, you know, does he does it, do injuries crop up? Does he get some some chances to to get in there? And then can he make an impact? And you know, I, again, he, he's a different player from Dante Divincenzo. Kind of he's bigger. I don't think he's got the same offensive feel for the game that Dante has. But um, you know, we saw Dante was in his first game as a rookie. He was the first guy off the bench for for Bud. And it seems like you know, reading some of the, seeing Bud some of the videos from last night. Seems like Bud is a fan, and we know that's pretty pretty critical to getting minutes early in your career. That the coach like you and, and believe in you, and certainly, you know, Bud's the guy that we know values defense. So, um, you know, I think it's just about him coming in, doing the work, showing that he can hang defensively, and then again, probably just a matter of maybe injuries, maybe resting guys at some point early in the season. Maybe he gets a chance, and then what does he what does he do with it? And I think the swing skill is always going to be the three point shooting with him. We know the Bucks always value guys that shoot threes, and Obviously, if he can't hit three-point shots early in his career, that's going to really limit his ability to stay on the floor. So, again, I think as far as making an impact next year, um, I think we'll we'll see kind of what happens. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't wouldn't bank on a whole lot. But, again, you never know. You never know when guys might pop. And physically, I think defensively, um, he's at least got a chance to compete early. Talking with Frank Madden from Locked on Bucks here on the Fan Afternoon Show, are you surprised at all that they went with a defensive guy? You mentioned that Bud prioritizes defense, so maybe you're not surprised. But, you know, you have a guy like a Wendell Moore, who I know Sparky really liked. Uh, you have Ty Ty Washington, even EJ Liddell, guys like that that maybe had been projected to be in the Bucks range. They're more known for their offensive ability, but instead they go with Bochamp, who's more so a defender. Does that surprise you at all? Not really. I mean, uh... You know, it's interesting. I mean, you can come away from the Celtics series. You could have either come away from that saying, man, the Bucks really need more offensive creators, <laughs> given how bad they looked offensively without Chris Middleton. Or you could have come away saying, man, you know, you really need to have as many wings as you can because teams like the Celtics in particular, just the number of, you know, kind of good wing players with, with Tatum and, and Brown in their case, um, there's just so many good wings in the NBA right now. You just need guys that can at least match up and, and make those guys work for, for their points. Um, so I, I think again, though, it's interesting looking back at, at kind of the recent Bucks draft history, you know, the first couple of, you know, the only first round picks that, that John Horst had, Dante and, and DJ Wilson certainly were kind of those like more role player defensive skewing type guys. Um, but in the second round, they, they've kind of, you know, in the last couple of years more just been rolling the dice on, on guys that they think just had some skill set and, and mostly shooters, right? You think especially uh, of Jordan Wara and, and Sam Merrill. Um, but I, you know, again, Mamu last year, also another guy that was much more offensively inclined. Um, so a little bit of a kind of redirection back to defense here in this draft with, with Beauchamp, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think where, you know, where do Mike Budenholzer teams kind of hang their hat? It's always going to be defense. So I'd say maybe they, those, some of those second round picks are, are a bit more out of character for what the Bucks value. They sort of went for shooting above defense. And obviously none of those guys have, have really proven that they can be NBA rotation players. And at this point, you know, I don't know if more is coming back. Mamu, 
we'll see. He, he may not come back. Who knows? Um, and obviously Sam Merrill's already gone and probably not really ever going to be a, a contributor in the league. So, um, so yeah, maybe just the Bucks kind of more returning to, to kind of their principles. Um, and I think certainly not inconsistent with, I think what we think Bud values. And, and again, I think it's just more going to be a matter of, of Beauchamp sort of figuring out the offensive side of the ball. Although, you know, very good cutter, very good transition player, kind of crashes the offensive glass, got some of those garbage man instincts, which, other than hitting three-pointers, I mean, those are probably some of the more important skills that you can have when you're going to be a role player playing on a team with the likes of Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton, and, and Drew. Real quickly, I do want to get to Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis and their player options, but before that, second-round pick Hugo Masson out of the New Zealand Breakers. Maybe our guy Kane Pittman can give us a little more of an update on him, but uh, <laughs> he's just going to be a stash guy. Any Any thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny. Yeah, Kane has seen him play a number of times and, and covered that team. So I was joking that, you know, Basson gets another year of seasoning under Kane's watchful eye uh, <laughs> down under. Um, we'll have to get regular reports from on that. I, you know, I don't know. He, he's a guy who's got deep range, um, certainly has some, some offensive instincts. I think his driving game is interesting. I, I just don't think he's the athlete. He, he's much more like the other second rounders that we've talked about in terms of a guy that has mm-hmm. some offensive upside, but I just don't see him physically having the toolkit to be, you know, a guy that, that really sticks in the league for any, for any extended period. Um, obviously they must like him if they, if they kind of went, went the effort to, to buy that pick and, and draft him and, and see kind of what he becomes. But I certainly am not uh, penciling in any rotation minutes for him in, you know, 2023, 2024 or something like that. Um, but you never know. I mean, I think he's 21, if I recall correctly. So um, maybe there, maybe there's something there, but, uh, but we'll see. So, uh, so yeah, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll defer to Kane here to keep us regularly updated, assuming he stays in Australia. All right. Last one here, looking at the player options, Pat Connaughton exercises his, he's coming back to the bucks, Bobby Portis. We still don't know what's going to happen with him. What do you expect to happen with Bobby and how awesome was it to see Pat back with the bucks for next season for only what? 5.7 million. Yeah. I mean, the Pat move surprised me, but then you look at it, um, you know, he becomes extension eligible two years after the the previous deal was signed. So that's late August um, of this summer. So you know, clearly that seems like a situation where Pat agreed to to opt in, take less money this year. Because I mean, look, I mean, I would assume he could have gotten eight, maybe nine million dollars in terms of of you know starting salary on a new contract. So he's definitely giving something up. And again, it's not like he's had monster contracts in the past. So I would assume that that they're going to take care of him later this summer, give him an extension. Again, is it three years? <laughs> is it more than that? Probably. Probably not a great idea to give him a lot more than that, given he's uh, 29 years old at this point. But um, I'm sure they will make him whole. And, and there's a pretty big uh, tax advantage for the Bucks this year in terms of, you know, if you shave off $3 million bucks or so, you know, there's about a four times multiplier on that in terms of the luxury tax. So you're, you're talking about potentially saving the Bucks, you know, $12, 15000000 million bucks potentially in, in total cost when you factor in the luxury tax for him just opting in and, and not getting a new salary. And again, they're going to maybe feel that pain <laughs> In a year or two, uh, pay me one mile, pay me later. But certainly a benefit to do that now with Pat, um, which is great to see, right? I mean, just the his you know his contributions the last two years, in particular in that championship run. I mean, you can't underestimate kind of what he did, and obviously for a guy that a lot of people you know were complained very vocally about the previous contract. It's ironic that we're now celebrating him opting into that that third year player option. 
Um, as far as Bobby goes, he can't be extended in the same way later this summer. So, I mean, he, he has a much more of a no-brainer, you know, opt-out, and then the Bucks can give him a deal that starts at as much as $10.9 million. So other teams with cap space could potentially offer more. Um, honestly, it's probably for the best. <laughs> the Bucks can't offer more money because it sets kind of a, a ceiling on on that new deal. I, again, I, I don't know that anybody really would want to offer him much more than that uh, to begin with. But um, I think certainly, like, they're going to take care of Pat. You know, Bobby made his sacrifice this year. And, I again, I just assume and expect that they're going to come back and, and give him, you know, if not uh, a deal starting at 10.9, something close to that. Um, as a means of kind of repaying him for for the last couple of years, in particular last year when obviously um, he he definitely sacrificed to to come back on on that one plus one. So um, does he get four years? Right. I mean, if he, if he goes four years, he could get up to close to fifty million dollars, which is a lot of money for a guy who has had some very good moments in the playoffs. Has also had some more anonymous moments in the playoffs. But you know, again, I think any of us that consider ourselves Bucks fans, I mean. You know, we're going to be Bobby Portis fans for life. So if it has to be four years, I'd probably prefer three. Um, so be it. And, um, you know, we're just going to see hopefully he can continue to perform at, at the level that he has the last two seasons. Because obviously he's been a really key part of uh, the team, especially kind of helping them steady, steady the course in the, in the regular season, especially when Brooke was out. So hopefully Bobby will back, be back as well. I expect that. Um, but obviously he's going to get paid maybe a little sooner than, than Pat. Frank, appreciate the time, man, and just know that Sam and I, both being Wisconsin dudes, we're always going to be on your side, pro milk. <laughs> I know I got to take the abuse, so Kane can keep giving us these uh, these Hugo Besson scouting reports. But you know, these, these are the compromises we make. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining the show today. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. There you heard from Frank Madden from Locked On Bucks on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of bankability. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 